never get to Give her the head nod, oh my god Hello, welcome to Prince Tribe by Shrek, I'm your host Dan And today we're going to be talking about The Morning After From a version of Lotus Flower uh, Recorded 2005 at Paisley Park And released on the 24th of March 2009 uh, On the track it is Prince, CC Dunham, Josh Dunham and Mr Hayes The track is 2 minutes and 6 seconds and I say a version of Lotus Flower uh, because it was on the download-only version of Lotus Flower, which was issued on the 24th of March 2009. By the time it reached uh, record stores in CD form a few days later, uh, this track was no longer on here and Crimson and Clover had replaced it. Hmm. Uh, I'll talk about Crimson and Clover at a later date because I see that as being a bonus track rather than part of the original uh, you know, album. Uh, it's worth saying as well that this was the reason we know it was recorded in 2005 was because it was originally on a configuration of 3121 hmm. um, and then was later dropped. Um, so uh, although it's credited as being recorded at Paisley Park, it could have been recorded at uh, 77 <laughs> Beverly Park Lane in Beverly Hills or at Sunset Sound. People don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's what goes on with the production around this time. And joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hello. Yeah, I, I find this song kind of interesting because uh, the version of Lotus Flower that I have is the download version of Lotus Flower. And so this has always been the track that I've listened to. Right. And Crimson and Clover was kind of a bonus track that I just had separate to this. Um, so it's kind of interesting because I think for most other people, they would have bought the CD copy that came out a few days later and they would never have heard this track <laughs> unless they went and sorted. Yeah, out. I am the complete opposite. I, I, I heard this for the first time today. So you're getting, uh, you're, you're getting my, my totally fresh take on the, <laughs> on yeah. the morning app. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like in terms of like a genre, I kind of, I, what I, what I really enjoy about this song is. Um, you know, it has, uh, I don't know, it's only two minutes, which is always good. Um, and it's a mm. very simple kind of song in terms of, you know, the production. It's just very much like, you know, Prince on the drums and on the on the guitar. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of guitar stuff towards the end of the song. And it's just Prince kind of like singing and then double tracking his voices for the for the for the for the, for the rep repetition of the phrase the morning after. Um, that seems to be where he's mostly right. kind of double tracking himself. Um, and I don't know, like I, I find, I find the subject of it quite interesting. Um, you know, cause we've had songs before where Prince has talked about the seduction and kind of, you know, kind of getting people in his bed. Uh, so it's interesting to have this kind of talk of the morning after, like, it's not like, it's not something that I've really kind of heard in a Prince song up until now. Um, and also it's like, why did Prince take this off the album? That's the bigger question that's kind of there is like. Why did he decide that, like, a cover version of Crimson and Clover, which incorporates, like, a couple <laughs> of lines from Wild Thing, why did he feel like that needed to be on the album instead of this song? Which I find completely puzzling, because out of... I mean, I don't mind his cover of Crimson and Clover, you know. But, you know, everyone's covered Crimson and Clover. Like, it's a song that's been covered dozens right. of times at this point. Um, so, like, I don't know what Prince is saying that's particularly fresh on his version of Crimson and Clover, uh, obviously, something I'll get into more when I talk about that track. Uh, but I just find it odd that he felt that this song, like, I don't know what changed his mind over the weekend between this being available for download 
and being pressed onto CD. That's the thing that kind of I think is interesting about this song. Uh, and I don't know that it's like in the subject of the song or um, I don't know, like just uh, maybe he just didn't like the phrase the morning after. And he just decided, I, like, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really weird kind of thing. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I wonder if, uh, you know, Lotus Flower feels like a very kind of 60s inspired album. You know, it's got a little bit of like a Hendrix uh, vibe on on a couple of the songs. And I, and I, I wonder if he felt like... <laughs> I mean, putting your Crimson and Clover cover on your like 60s album is a little on the nose, but I I wouldn't necessarily put it past Prince that he's like, well, this makes sense. Uh, the, the morning after honestly feels like to me, it feels like it could have fit on um, on MPLS sound because it has a very sort of 80s pop uh, feel to it. But um, but who knows? I, I mean, I it, it is kind of it is kind of interesting. Um, I'd be curious to listen to it in the context of the of the whole album and see if it like if it jumps out or if it, you know, if if, if it makes sense there, because um, it is a very curious decision for him to replace it, especially with a cover. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, like the kind of guitar at the end of Morning After kind of goes into forever on, on, the, right. on the version I've got. I mean, like the version I've got, like colonized mind goes into feel good, feel uh, sorry, feel better, feel good, feel wonderful, and it's the same with kind of like Wall of Berlin, the kind of feedback from the guitars and that ends up on money and like the, like it's very much and the fact that it starts with from the Lotus and finishes with back to the Lotus, it feels like Prince. It's not too, I I don't know if I would call it a concept album. Uh, I think actually Empire Sand is a bit more of a concept album because it's basically Prince getting out the drum machine and being like, I'm going right. to record a whole album of just stuff with this drum machine. <laughs> so but this feels like kind of there is an idea of like he's got those bookends and so there's like you know there is like a feeling that it's like uh, you know he knows what he wants from the album and it, you know the morning after is part of that and then he just drops it and puts you know crimson and clover on there um you know and what i love about um crimson and clover uh you know the song um is that t- uh, tommy james and the shondells you know who obviously uh, you know originally did the song um right pretty much all of their like every single hit song they had has been covered dozens of times and yeah. <laughs> and probably everyone knows the covers but they probably have no idea who Tommy James and the Shondells are right you know uh, right. like you know um like Moni Moni and I think we're alone now like you probably think those are kind of songs by Billy Idol or um, yeah. you know <laughs> I hear I Tiffany. hear the Billy Idol yeah. Moni Moni like uh, I uh, way too much for, for a Billy Idol song. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's so weird that like pretty much every like every if you name a like a song by uh, Tommy James, like they've been covered by so many other people, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, apart from I would say uh, Crystal Blue Persuasion, which is probably the like one of their best songs. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, I don't know why Prince felt that this song needed to be replaced. Uh, it's just so weird. <laughs> Um, and I, I kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of like the, the kind of, I don't know if I would say it's a story song, but the feels like there is a definite kind of story going on here, uh, where Prince says, you know, it didn't hit me till the morning after all I remember was a kiss and then you were gone, <laughs> which right. I, like, uh, it's, it's unusual that you would think someone would kind of, you know, run out on Prince, but apparently they have, <laughs> um, you know, then I missed your smile, the sound of your laughter and now I'm sleeping on the side you slept on. Uh, I don't know if this is him talking about like a long term relationship, you know, um, if this is maybe about, you know, something that was going on with his uh, second marriage. Um, Maybe that's why he dropped it so quickly. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, this kind of, you know, I felt at first the only reason you left me was the proposition I spoke in your ear. Uh, I ain't a doctor, but I know you, this ain't healthy. Instead of counting sheep, I'm counting tears, which is probably the most emo line that Prince yeah. has ever kind of written. <laughs> Uh, like I don't know I can kind of I can imagine Fallout Boy having a song where they talk about instead of counting sheep I'm counting tears Um, it just it just feels I don't know I kind of love that Um, you know I could have drove you home but you wouldn't let me Uh, I I don't care how far or if it was near Uh, I ain't trying to push you because I know you just met me Uh, I'm just wishing that uh, you were here and then he kind of, I don't know, he kind of contradicts himself a bit by saying, I'm not the kind of man that's sad and lonely. It's like, right, dude, like, <laughs> you just said you were counting tears. I don't, yeah. you know, it's just something that tells me you're the one. Uh, this is a person he's only just met as well. So this feels like Prince is coming on a bit too strong for. Right. You know, we might be getting some clues as to why she disappeared. Well, uh, yeah. In the, in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if you love somebody else, it's only better if you get the chance the moment you're done. Uh, please don't tell me that you lost my number. <laughs> just come back over if you don't want to call. I've got some music that will make you rumba, which I love that like Prince <laughs> rhymed number with rumba. Like. <laughs> You know, 30 years into his career, he's finding a new rhymes for kind of basic words. Um, you know, there are so many other things he could have rhymed number with, but he went with rumba. Um, right. And he says, uh, we could jam baby all night long. Um, and then, you know, he kind of plays a little tiny bit of guitar for about 20 seconds. Then he says it didn't hit me until the morning after. Um, and that's where we finish. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I just kind of love its simplicity. And we have this weird story of like Prince being someone runs out on Prince you know he's obviously sad and lonely but saying he isn't sad and lonely he's counting sheep you know but he's now he's counting tears uh you know he could have drove them home but you know they've kind of just gone without him doing that and you know he's he's kind of saying that they're the one but they only just met him and i don't know it's weird because it's kind of like this this like at first it feels like this kind of touching story of someone who you know has has obviously lost their love or something and then you realize that it's basically prince bordering on being a stalker after a one-night stand (laughs) which i just i don't know i find i find that as like an interesting kind of subject for prince to make a song out of um right you know and there is this kind of implication as well in the t- in the title the morning after like there's, a, there's it's kind of a loaded phrase anyway um you know obviously there's you know there is the morning after pill um so you right as that may be that people might think of the morning after is generally kind of like if you're talking about one night stands it's kind of like the awkward time um you right know, exactly maybe a bit of an allusion to like the walk of shame although i don't think prince would ever be one to be walking anywhere in shame, I think. <laughs> uh, in this case, it feels like the run of shame has happened here where someone has, you know, kind of hastily grabbed their high heels and just quickly run out as quickly as they can. Um, I don't know. Like, I find I find it an interesting song. Just, be, I mean, especially because Prince then was like, no, I'm going to replace it with a cover of a Tommy James song. <laughs> like, that's just... Right. You know, it's kind of the ultimate insult to be like, yeah, I really, I, you know, I went to the trouble of kind of sequencing this album, putting this song in there, and then literally like a couple of days later, I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm taking it out. I don't know if maybe Prince felt the subject matter was just a bit too, um, I don't know. I, like, Because Prince has done songs like this before where he's talked about relationships and, you know, having right. sex with people and one night stands. And, you know, he's this is not like he's never sung about this kind of stuff, but it just, I don't know, maybe maybe he felt that some of the emotion in here was too raw or something. I'm not, I don't know. I, I find it, I just find the idea that Prince decided to drop this song as interesting as the subject matter within the song. Yeah, it is a 
it's it's a uh, it's a curious choice. It's 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 odd that it showed up on multiple albums and didn't make the cut. <laughs> you know, technically both times. Yeah, I guess I guess it got it, it came out on Lotus Flower, but even then he sort of revised his his initial decision. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it it it, it is a real it, it it's a it's a strange decision, and uh, it does kind of add some some mystery to the song that I think otherwise it, it might not have. I think as well, it's interesting that you say, obviously it sound, it does sound a bit more like it is kind of like an MPLS sound song, apart from the fact that it's missing the kind of the Lynn. Um, right. Right. That's the only thing that's kind of missing. If you put the Lynn over the top of this, then maybe it would fit on MPLS sound really easily. Um, and obviously MPLS sound has a song on there itself, which was re-recorded from a previous album. So, <laughs> uh, you know, even then that's like effectively one song short anyway. So you could have just moved this onto there or, you know, or put Crim- put Crimson and Clover on MPLS sound and just have a Lynn drum machine <laughs> instead of like the proper drums. I don't know. Um, I-, I mean, I really enjoyed this song. This like, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the kind of Lotus Flower MPLS sound stuff. Um, you know, I kind of enjoy, I mean, some of the songs on this album I really enjoy and then others I can, you know, I can kind of take or leave. Um, but I think, you know, the fact, other than this just being kind of like a curio as to why did Prince kind of drop it, um, you know, I still think it's got an interesting story that's there where Prince seems to be like kind of denying that he's a stalker and denying that he's sad <laughs> or, and yet giving us evidence to the contrary at the same time. Um, and I, I do enjoy like a bit of emo Prince as well. I just, I mean, that line, right. uh, instead of counting sheep and counting tears, I think it's probably one of like the most kind of succinct kind of emo Prince lines that he's ever written. Um, right. So for me, I would say probably four out of five. Uh, yeah, I would probably, uh, I'd probably put it at, at, and and again, I think this is a, this is a symptom of me really just hearing it for the first time today. It hasn't really had a, had a chance to sink in. Um, I would probably put it at a, at a three, but it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a pleasant song. Uh, it's got, I, I, it, it's a, I like hearing this kind of unabashed pop from him. It sort of reminds me of something that it, it almost seems like he could have written it for the bangles or some or somebody, but it has this, like you, like you drew out of the lyrics. It has this sort of, uh, darker or you know more morose undercurrent that is um, playing across uh, against the, the 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 pop melody in an interesting way. Um, so I I would say on first listen I'd probably give it more of a three, but um, but who knows it might grow on me. Yeah, uh, unsurprisingly Prince having dropped it from the album um, he <laughs> never played it live. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I mean I find it interesting like you say yeah it was it was gonna be on. T- like 3121 and then he held on to it for like almost four years and then put it on lotus flower and then took it off lotus flower and it's i don't know it's like <laughs> i find sometimes you know like uh there's some you know the, the kind of the stuff from around i mean this is the first time that we've kind of had this kind of stuff happen since since like the black album and sign of the times and stuff and crystal ball like where he was recording tons of songs and then putting them on certain albums and then taking them off again. And, you know, like, so we like we haven't kind of seen this this weird level of kind of indecisiveness from Prince for quite a while. So it's quite refreshing right. to suddenly have this kind of this quick glimpse into like Prince deciding that Lotus Flower had to have this song and then immediately replacing it. Like it's it's yeah. just one. Of, it's one of those things where I can imagine, 
you know, um, working for Prince must have been kind of a certain level of frustrating because it's like, I can imagine Prince one day being like, oh, yeah, let's let's get like a bunch of stuff that's in blue. And then literally the next day he'd be like, oh, yeah, I want all that stuff in green. And you're just like, yeah. oh, man, I just ordered everything in blue and now I've got to completely change it. And I think that kind of capriciousness is, you know, from, from a fan's point of view, it's interesting. I imagine working with Prince was probably a little bit frustrating because oh, of that yeah, kind of yeah. thing you know and i can imagine some of the record executives kind of being like oh this is great we love this album but prince being like i'm changing the track listing right now and it's just like <laughs> it's like okay i guess we're gonna have to go with it prince you know what can we do right um so yeah i don't know i think it's an interesting song and it's you know it's well worth a listen you know it's only a couple of minutes long and like you say it is kind of very poppy but the you know there feels like there's a certain kind of there's a little bit of darkness kind of hidden in there um in the lyrics right um you know which i'm sure as most 80s comedies we're finding out we're now terrible uh it's one of those things that prince <laughs> seems to have hidden it you know I, I guess it's something from the 80s where people would do stuff that was seemed to be friendly and upbeat uh, but when you dig a little deeper yeah. it's like oh no this is very dark and uh, you know you don't yeah. really want to kind of get into it um i'm looking at you john hughes um yeah <laughs> yeah so i feel like we said about as much as we can about the morning after so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug zachary sure so i um I have my own chronological Prince project where I'm going through song by song much more slowly than Darren. I'm probably going to be doing this until I'm dead. Uh, but uh, you can, you can check it out at princesongs.org. And um, yeah, I think that's good for today. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Zachary. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Corner of Corner of Corner of Corner of